Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Blackhawks Live. That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Hurdle is there for San Jose. Point blank shot, turned away by Fleury. Miller put it out in front. Oh, and a great save there by Lankin. Tang fires from the right circle. Big save by Fleury in the butterfly position. Tasha fired. Big save made by Lankin. Everly around left circle to guard. Oh, and he got a wide open to shoot at. It was robbed by Mark Andre Fleury as he dove across the crease. That is a save of the year for the Hawks. Everything you need to know about your Chicago Blackhawks. For the Blackhawks, Jimmy Wade, the kid. Here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. Plenty of goaltending highlights for you by our very own John Weideman. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Pleased to have you here with us every week. Getting pushed to Tuesday this week, even though well, there was a vacancy last night. Uh, some unexpected news with the Calgary Flames having to undergo COVID protocol. And unfortunately, it's kind of a, a very common trend throughout the NHL right now. So hopefully, uh, with the surplus of NHL players being vaccinated, we won't have to deal with that so much anymore. But a, a big game coming up tomorrow night as the Blackhawks will once again face the Washington Capitals, a team they took down earlier in the month. And uh, quite the celebration before the game. And we've got a couple of celebrations to get to later on today on today's show as well. Uh, what did you do with all your free time last night? Oh, boy. I, uh, I opened up the NHL rule book and read it cover to cover. <laughs> You're Mr. Excitement, Joe Brand. That's what we know and love about you, putting your research in, you know? Uh, no, you know, it was just uh, honestly kind of waking up to that news that, hey, there won't be a game tonight, so I just kind of went into that mentality already. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, it, you don't like to look at the benefits for the Blackhawks, but they were able to get another day of practice in. They've kind of got a, a heavy workload this entire week, but... Um, you know, everyone wishes that they would have played instead. And again, it's just it's just kind of unfortunate with all these teams now coming down with COVID, and also with all the possibility of uh, the Olympic Games being right. in hiatus too. So a very you know kind of scary moment right now. But uh, everyone just doing all that they can. Well, hopefully uh, uh, the uh, other United Center tenant is really having a difficult time right now. And yeah. you hope it doesn't go to those extremes. Hopefully, all the Bulls uh, players can. Turn this thing around for the uh, the ten days that they have to sit out. Not only the players, some of the broadcasters as well. So uh, hopefully they can get their schedule back on track after uh, you know uh, they pushed off a couple of games this week themselves, and by the weekend uh, they'll be able to get back to to duty. But hopefully this is the extent of it in the NHL. I think Carolina and Minnesota they had a game scheduled for tonight, a real good game that a lot of people probably would have wanted to watch, and uh, that was postponed here this evening. So uh, again, uh, unfortunately. We've been saying it for for almost two years now. This right. this is the this is the world that we're living in right now. And uh, even though the cases uh, involving athletes, and I think just about everyone, if they've done their due diligence with vaccinations, uh, you're not feeling the effects as much. Uh, again, with all these new variants coming around, and and hopefully the uh, the vaccinations work against those, continue doing their job. But still, there's there's positive tests out there, and uh, we always have to. 
be careful, keep doing what we want to do, even though we don't want to do it anymore. Right. And a lot of positive stuff to get on tonight's show. We got Jimmy Waite joining us later on. He'll come on after the 730 News here on 720 WGN. We've got some big news that we will explain later on in the show, too. I use the term breaking on Twitter, but then Chris uh, very politely <laughs> reminded me that, hey, it's not technically breaking news if you don't break it. So that's very true. It's it's somewhat breaking news. Well, you know, what? it'll be breaking news to the listeners once they hear it. Sure. Right. Sure. We'll do it that way. We'll okay. That. And the breaking news is not the fact that you are mulling over getting rid of the stash. That's well, not by my own choice, but yeah, that's uh, that, Who's that's choice? true. Uh, it, that's the listener's choice. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, David Hochberg will be joining John Williams for the radiothon that he does every year to raise money for Salvation Army, for the Salvation Army. Last year, I also participated, really not under my own merit. Uh, once again, David Hochberg choosing to use my hair as an inclination for people to donate money. He didn't like your flow, did he? He didn't. No. And uh, we raised almost $180,000. So that was that was very cool to be a part of. I was not expecting that type of turnout. Uh, you know, the numbers just kept piling. So hopefully more of that tomorrow. And yes, I will gladly, gladly shave off my mustache tomorrow if we reach. I believe the goal is $100,000. Okay. So uh, yeah, anyone listening right now and wants to help out with that tomorrow, that's absolutely fine. I will gladly shave my mustache but no the news is this, we, just, is this just you are you the only are you the only guinea pig here are other people getting uh haircuts or shaves or anything like I that? i think yeah. so i was the only guinea pig last year okay so i i, I don't think again I, I i'm just kind of the last minute impulse that david hochberg really <laughs> he, just throw, he just throws you out in the road there right in the middle yeah, of the road there. He, he sits down look at, out for oncoming traffic uh <laughs> joe uh, sits down at the microphone has nothing to talk about so then he decides <laughs> to talk about me apparently but uh no also some cool news later on there we're going to share again jimmy Wade is joining us after the 7 30 news and once again we've got a boykey's prize pack to give away again check out boykey's at b-o-i-k-e-y-s.com use the promo code wgn radio and you can uh, get 10 percent off your next order it's not beef jerky it's just like beef jerky it's biltong but it's better for you and it's healthier all around. It's also gluten-free. So we're going to do this. We're going to go to a break. Before we go to that break, though, we're going to give out the phone number because if you were the first caller to hit the airwaves and tell us who did Jimmy Waite replace as goaltending coach for the Chicago Blackhawks, who did Jimmy Waite replace as goaltender, goaltending coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, you win a Boyke's prize pack, 312-981-7200. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. R-O-C-K and on WGN, he's Chris Bowden, I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. We've got a Boyke's prize pack to give away. Again, that's sponsored by Boyke's.com. Check it out, B-O-I-K-E-Y-S.com, or just use the promo code WGN. Get 10% off your first order. Okay, our question is, who did Jimmy Waite, who again will be joining us after the 7.30 news here on 720 WGN, who did Jimmy Waite replace as goaltending coach of the Chicago Blackhawks? And Chris Bowden and I were talking about it before the show. I, I think we've got it nailed down, but uh, uh, some callers uh, might have a different answer. Let's go to William and Elk Grove Village first. Uh, William, what is your guess? You there, William? You there? Hang on one second. We're going to try to find out uh, if we can get William on the air. Um, so Jimmy Wade is going to be joining us after the 7.30 news. As right now, we're giving it a go. Here we go. William, do you got a guess for us? Slediak. 
Say the it Russian again. Olympian. Well, Vladdy was a little earlier than um, than uh, Jimmy was. Um, he he did come in. He was um, under a number of coaches from I want to say uh, Alpo to um, Craig Hartsburg, uh, guys like that. So uh, earlier in the uh, earlier in the two thousands, Vladislav Tretiak was one of the goaltending coaches here, but he was uh, not the predecessor, the immediate predecessor to Jimmy Waite. So uh, it's it's uh, kind of become a family a family thing if we could throw that. Uh, yeah, no, there. I like that hint, William. Thanks for calling in. Uh, why don't we move on over to Bill from Round Lake Park? Bill, do you have a guess? And I have a feeling that uh, it was possibly the same guess as the earlier one. Yes, it was. <laughs> do you have, do, well, now that you've gotten a hint from Chris Bowden, is there any chance you have another guess you'd like to throw out there? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, see, uh, Jimmy Wade. <laughs> Well, I, I may I may have I may have made a little mistake here because there was a gap there because uh, right before Jimmy was actually hired in 2014, and now I'm getting my memory jogged a little bit because there was a bridge, uh, a one year bridge. Yeah, I'm uh, seeing it now too. But too. but honestly, the, and now the, I'm I'm recalling it, and uh, based on uh, my my bad memory, but it, it's not Vladislav Tretiak, right? Though, right. So. <laughs> So we're okay still. Even though we didn't do our proper homework, we are still okay. Bill, uh, why don't you try to think really hard and then give us a call back if you end up getting it. But thanks for listening, okay? Okay. Thanks, Bill. That's Bill from Round Lake Lake Park as uh, we are still waiting for uh, somebody to give that Boygie's prize pack away to give to. Yeah, uh, there was one uh, former NHL goaltender who uh, bridged a gap uh, for one season in the 13-14 season before Jimmy was hired. And um, that's just uh, coming to my recollection now, as a matter of fact. I I had forgotten all about this individual because I had previously jumped to... Uh, a gentleman who was uh, who is Jimmy's brother, Stefan Waite, who then went on to uh, be the longtime goaltending coach for the Montreal Canadiens. But uh, uh, I was wrong in, in looking this and getting my memory jogged that there was one other one other goaltending coach for the thirteen fourteen season prior to Jimmy being hired. Here. Well, and honestly, again, I, the the brief research I did, which apparently wasn't good enough either. <laughs> I was uh, going by my memory, which is never a good thing to do. Uh, well, let's let's talk about the recent memory of this Blackhawks team. A really rough loss in Toronto to uh, wrap up a road trip that boy really would have looked uh, good on the schedule sheet had they come away with three maybe even four points it was quite the effort they gave against the Toronto Maple Leafs again I I said earlier the final 40 minutes of that game may have been their best 40 minutes on the season and even Derek King thought that at times that was their best played game of the year but a really rough bounce as uh, Kevin Lankinen leaves the net going for a puck that possibly should have gone behind the net and then took a wicked bounce, goes right in front of the net. 99.9% of the time it does. Yeah, and so, you know, I was talking to Phil Thompson of the Chicago Tribune about it, too, and, and he was just kind of bringing up the idea, is that still a play that you are only supposed to leave the net if you're 100% on? And I think, okay... I, I get what he's saying. He's not blaming the loss. He's not blaming the goal on Kevin Lincoln and, and the Blackhawks. But it is kind of an interesting theory because the severity of the game, the severity of the time of the game, and what ended up happening. I mean, I know it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback in that situation. But at, at, in real time, I was not holding 
really any blame to Kevin Lankinen and then just kind of makes you think a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, yeah, really a heartbreaking way to lose. You know, you, you think you're almost guaranteed to get one point out of Toronto and then you, you roll the dice and see what's going to happen in overtime and, and potentially a shootout. But for them to come back from a 4-1 deficit, and I was uh, listening to you and John and, and Nikki Olchek as I was uh, uh, driving back north from a, from a family trip on Sunday. You guys sounded great as usual, but I was listening to that first period and uh, this game Game, more so than Kevin Lankin in playing the puck behind the net was really lost in the first period when Derek King himself admitted, you know, they, they weren't there answering the yep. bell at the yep. outset. They took a couple of bad penalties. You do that against the Toronto Maple Leafs as good as the Blackhawks penalty kill has been this season, uh, especially with the way the Maple Leafs power play had been rolling going into that game. And that's what really jumped up and bit them. Two power play goals as part of a uh, 3-1 lead after one. They eventually stretched that to 4-1 early in the second. And then uh, Toronto Toronto did what Toronto too often seems to do. When uh, people are thinking about them potentially being a Stanley Cup finalist, uh, they're going to have to play a 60-minute game because uh, taking nothing away from the Blackhawks, but they kind of put their foot off the gas, the Maple Leafs did, and the Blackhawks took you know took advantage of that opening and played their best five-on-five hockey those final 40 minutes of the entire season it just breaks your heart uh thinking about it now some three days later about how that how that game ended not getting a single point out of it and both games against the toronto maple leafs the former blackhawk david camp has scored the final goal in regulation (laughs) against his former team scott in cherylville thinks he has the correct answer scott can you save us it's uh, Stefan Waite. That's who we thought it was. That's <laughs> what we a, thought. There was, was a bridge answer. goaltender for one year in the 13-14 season. A bridge goaltender coach. Stefan was there for the first uh, two Stanley Cup uh, victories. And then uh, he moved on to Montreal. And um, before hiring Jimmy, there was one season when the Blackhawks had another goaltending coach, which I forgot completely about here, in all honesty, uh, before uh, Jimmy was able to come on. So, uh, Scott, if you called 20 minutes earlier, you would have been right. And, and you, <laughs> yes, and we, and we all would have been wrong, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so thank you for exposing our mistake yeah. and uh, you, uh, you allowing somebody else to be the beneficiary of it. But, uh, yeah, again, if you, if you can maybe... Do some research or think real hard. Uh, we'll we'll see if Scott can call back with the right answer. We I got had to someone do my on the line. On that, <laughs> we got someone else on the line right now too. We can hopefully get to before the news. Um, yeah, I mean, it, all we could do was uh, look at the history of it. As right now, I'm, I'm trying to buy some time for Dale from the South Side, who hopefully has our correct guess. <laughs> as again, Dale, we're looking for the goaltending coach that Jimmy Waite replaced. Who's your guess? Steve Weeks. There we go. There we go. Nice. We got a winner. Dale from the South Side. Three Southsiders on the radio once again. Doesn't get better than that. Doesn't get better than that. Congratulations. You, prob- you probably you. looked up your interweb like we did, too, just to make sure we I were. Did it. Yeah. I, I did it. I was I'm driving. And nice. You mentioned that, and I was like, yeah, there was a guy. <laughs> I'm driving, and I, and I couldn't think of him. I completely forgot about him. Me, too. And I just sort of. You know, rack my brain and remembered. I would not have won the Boyke's Prize Pack, so you know, if I would have gone with my original, my original thought there. Is there any reason why you were able to remember Steve Weeks? Uh, not necessarily. I just know that I remember him. He was an old uh, '80s goalie. Yeah, gotcha. And it's not Kevin Weeks. Right. That's about it. All right, all right, Dale. Well, congratulations. Thanks for listening. You're going to go home with the Boyke's Prize Pack.
Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank All you. Right. That's Dale from the South Side. Woo! All right. That took a while. Yeah. We had to sweat through that one for a bit, but and, uh, uh, it's all good. Yeah, it's all glad, good. glad somebody else bailed us out. One other uh, one other thing that has uh, taken place, other than uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's 500th career victory over the course of the past week, is the captain. The yes. captain has found a way to light the lamp once again. And, you know, uh, we have also seen Dominic Kubelik score a goal or two. So, you know, we're talk- we've been talking till we've been uh, as uh, blue in the face as uh, as my top is here tonight about getting some of these veterans to get going offensively and uh, it's great seeing Jonathan Taves get uh, he shook the gorilla off his back when he got back to the bench in that win against Montreal and then he delivers right away in the game against Toronto so hopefully that's a sign of uh, great things to come for the captain and and Kubelik getting himself going too not only that, Jonathan Taves' two goals came on two shots on goal, mm-hmm. and we've seen Kubalik score. We've seen Dylan Strom take a step forward, too, and hopefully starting to gain a little bit more um, trust from his interim head coach of Derek King, who's he's been the one throwing around that word. So it'll be really interesting to see what type of extra step Dylan Strom makes moving forward, being put on that top line, looking like he's going to get some power play looks, too. Um, but more importantly, just the offense spreading the wealth and not only relying on guys like DeBrinket, Hagel, and Kane. Uh, and hopefully that can continue for this team moving forward. Okay, we've got Jimmy Waite coming on after the news. We've also got some big news to get to as well. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. David Jennings has the news next. number 500 in his tremendous unforgettable NHL career. He's being mobbed by his Blackhawks teammates down in the area behind where the Hawk net would be. All of them jumping up and down. Exceedingly happy for their goaltender, Fleury, who did it in style. He shut out the Montreal Canadiens to pick up his 69th career shutout and his second as a Chicago Blackhawks. Congratulations to Marc-Andre Fleury. I wonder if win number 500 felt like the very first time for Marc-Andre Fleury. Such a cool moment, such a cool game. And we're going to talk to somebody who happens to know a lot about Marc-Andre Fleury. He's Chris Bowden, I'm Joe Brand, and Jimmy Waite, the Blackhawks goaltending coach and former Blackhawks goaltender, joins us here on Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Jimmy, thanks so much for taking some time out of your Tuesday night for us. What has it been like to, I don't want to say mold the mind, because his mind's already been pretty molded, but, but just to work with a future Hall of Famer. Well, it's been uh, unbelievable. I mean, uh, you know, everybody knows how great a guy uh, Mark Andre is, and, uh, no, I've heard about it. I, I didn't really know Mark Andre before he came here, but uh, obviously uh, I, I knew he was a great guy, but uh, working with him uh, it's, it's, has been a pleasure. Uh, you know, he's an older guy, and uh, coming in, I really thought, like, what can I, uh, will it be receptive or what, you know, of uh, learning new things or trying new things? And and he really is. Uh, so I'm very impressed with how he's wanting to put the work in. And uh, it's been a pleasure to, uh, to work with. Jimmy, uh, first of all, did, uh, did he have to ask your permission to get uh, uniform number 29 to wear that or no? 
Well, when we first got him, I, I made a joke with him. It says that's not number twenty nine, but he's in the rafters He's up uh, up there, and then they told me that he's never seen it. Well, it says I re- they really hide it really well in the corner. But uh, no, uh, it's uh, he told me it was an order to wear that number, and uh, before, you know I, I didn't worry that long. But uh, you know he's uh, definitely the best one in the number twenty nine uh, the Blackhawks have, has ever had. Well, you're in a close second behind him. But what 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 is it? What is his receptiveness been like? Because it was only the third guy in NHL history to win 500 games. Uh, you'd think he has all the answers, you know, uh, from an outsider looking in. But we know that's not the case. And and uh, what has his uh, receptiveness been like to things you may pass along to him? And I imagine he shared some things with you that, uh, you know, have maybe opened your eyes and you weren't aware of. Well, for sure. I mean, uh, first of all, when I work with my uh, goaltender, uh, I want to make sure that it's... Uh, it's a two-way street. It's not just me telling them what I what I'd like to. It's uh, it's really a conversation between us. Uh, I really want to hear what he has to say on every play. Uh, why did he play this situation a certain way or another one uh, a different way? So, uh, uh, and that, for me, I, I keep learning as well. And the guy that, that played uh, 900 games uh, in the NHL, there's a lot to learn from. And uh, you know, we speak the same language. We're on the same terms on the, a lot of stuff. And uh, it, it, like I said before, it's been a pleasure so far. Yeah, I saw a cool article that uh, Mark Lazarus wrote about you and Mark andre Fleury and Kevin Lankinen and The Athletic. Uh, but that's the thing. It's not just you two conversing. Kevin Lankinen is learning from this Hall of Fame goaltender as well. What do you think the biggest thing that Kevin Lankinen has learned from Mark andre Fleury has been so far this year? Well, I think it's how to be a great pro. Uh, you know, he, uh, Mark Andre's played uh, 900 games, and he comes out on the ice every day working uh, as hard as he can, trying trying to stop every puck. So, you know, for me, when you see a guy like that uh, doing that, uh, when you're Kevin Lincoln, and you have, you know, you want to do the same thing, and it's those are great habits to learn uh, to learn from uh, from a guy like that. So, uh, I think that would be the biggest thing for me. Uh, Kevin's been a really impressive kid since uh, he came up and earned earned that earned the job and earned the playing time that he did during the shortened season a, a year ago. He he got his uh, foot in the water, first taste of the grind of the NHL. Um, how impressed have you been with him being able to uh, seemingly compartmentalize things very well? And I imagine he has to compartmentalize uh, things uh, with the way, unfortunately, things ended on Saturday night with that very unlucky bounce in Toronto. It's a play that, you know... Uh, Probably made you know thousands of times in his career growing up, and just that one bad bounce ends up deciding a game and and uh, putting two points on the board and leaving leaving you guys empty-handed. Uh, how did he handle that, and how how strong has he been mentally in terms of uh, yeah being able to push those moments aside, but nevertheless learn from them? Well, Kevin, that's a good point. I mean, I'm happy you bring this up. He's a, Kevin, like and then first of all, he's he's such a great pro. Uh, he, He's such a very uh, he, he likes to uh, pay attention to every detail in in his game, and uh, you know obviously that was a tough bounce uh, in, in Toronto, but uh, what he did, uh, what he knows is come to practice and work even harder, and uh, and that's what he does. Uh, and this morning I was really impressed with how he practiced. He was really solid, and he was a on the job, like we say. So uh, that's what he does. If he has a little bit of setback, he, he, he works harder than next practice, and uh, that's all he knows. 
In terms of bouncing back from a rough loss, whether it's Kevin Lankinen or any other goaltender you've ever worked with, what's your role in that? Are these guys professionals? Should they be able to handle that mentally on their own or maybe with a different coach, like a mental skills coach or anything? Or or do you assist in that at all to try and get them to shrug off a rough loss and move forward with it? Yeah, I, I think I can bring... Uh... Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, on the mental side, because I have actually played 20 years pro, uh, not only in NHL, but uh, in Europe and uh, in the minors and as well as in the NHL. So I've been around a long time, so I've seen a lot of a lot of hockey in my life, so I can help him on that side. But uh, my my main job is obviously uh, technically uh, on the ice, what we can do better. And, uh, no, this is why uh, I'm... Uh, you know, I'm a personal coach with these two guys, so we don't let anything slide. Every little plays that we look at on video, every little mistake that we make, uh, we make sure that we take care of that right away so uh, it doesn't get worse. Uh, so it's really fixing every problem as we go along and, uh, and to try to get better on every situation and also look at the good stuff, what we do well. Uh, so that's uh, very important as well. But at the end of the day, uh, last game uh, in Toronto, uh, Kevin Lincoln had Overall, uh, had a decent game. Maybe a couple, couple goals he would like to have back, but you know it's, that's only two two shots. So uh, a lot of times, uh, I don't want the goals to go too high or too low uh, after those uh, after a win or a loss. Curious to find out what uh, how much of a, a say you may have in terms of uh, when goalies play, who's going to play each particular game. Have your head coaches, and I, I know uh, Derek, is, the couple of times we've had him on, he says, I wash my hands of the goaltenders. I stay away from them as much as possible because uh, you know Jimmy takes care of that or my goaltending coach takes care of those things. Uh, how much input do you have when – Obviously, when a guy's on a hot run, he wants to, you, you keep throwing him out there. But when it comes time to pick and choose, when it's not particularly even a back-to-back situation, how much input do you have with the coaching staff on uh, who they use for a particular game? Well, I do. I have quite a bit of input uh, with uh, Derek. Uh, you know, he's been uh, really uh, letting me decide mostly uh, who I want in that uh, the last uh, since he's been here. But at the end of the day, that's uh, that's his uh, decision to make. Uh, and sometimes, you know, like you just said on the back-to-back, it's really which one uh, we want the goalie to play. And, you know, we, we, we're going to look at everything possible to make sure we make the right decision. But, uh, you know, yeah, I'm really happy that he listens to my input and that I have a big say in it. Um, curious what life was like growing up. I know you and Steph are separated by about six years, so I don't know if there was really a, a sibling rivalry, I would, I would have to say, because of the space between you. But, uh, uh, were you, were you both always goalies growing up? And, uh, did you have a little bit of, uh, internal competition or one-upmanship, uh, you know, as, as your career went along once, uh, Steph's playing days ended? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, Stefan uh, understood early in his life that he wasn't very good goalie. So, oh, <laughs> so wow! Became, so, well, that's the truth. So he became a goalie <laughs> coach very, very early. Uh, he only played junior B hockey, and then, uh, but he's a he's a lifelong uh, goalie coach, and uh, he's been a big help in my career. And uh, you know, through me, he became a good goalie coach, and then he obviously coached a long time with uh, many other uh, goaltenders, but. Uh, there was no competition. It was more uh, trying to help each other, and uh, obviously he's helped me more because he was a coach and I was a player. So, uh, but uh, since I've became a coach, uh, we you no, know, we're we're just uh, on the same terms. Like 
we like to talk golf and then in the summertime we love to uh, to play golf and then uh, sit down for a good dinner and, and uh, you know what else that we 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 speak about uh, golf and golf ending every night when we see each other and uh, and uh, you know like we we like to learn from each other as well so it's just a you know a big plus to have each other okay well now with that being said if you were your brother's goaltending coach would you have been able to save his career uh, you need to have a little bit of talent you know, <laughs> to save somebody wow okay no hold back <laughs> all right jimmy uh we're again we're with jimmy Waite, the goaltending coach of the chicago blackhawks one more before we let you go earlier this year i was watching uh one of the games one of the national games and darren pang was on and they showed a highlight of wayne gretzky sh- scoring on darren pang him leaving and you taking over for him. Do you, do you have any uh, good stories about Darren Pang being uh, a goaltending tandem with him? Yeah, he was my first partner when I, I was only 19 years old and I uh, wasn't supposed to stay, but finally my kid and they told me I, I made the team at 19 and Pang was my first teammate. So, uh, but I just remember uh, the the one game in Pittsburgh, poor Pang, he gave up two goals to start the game. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, it wasn't even his fault. And uh, obviously, my kid had pulled him. I think it was after like seven, eight minutes in the game. So he didn't last very long that one. So, but uh, him and I, we always stayed on. Or, uh, you know, when you didn't start the game, we, we knew we had to be ready uh, to play because uh, my kid loved to pull goalies uh, real quick. So, uh, so that was that we had that, that bond together that uh, we were making fun of that all the time. So, so you better be ready because I might be pulled real early today. And, you know, uh, you know. Obviously, uh, was that as a joke, but uh, but Pangu, we did win a championship together in Indianapolis as well. Mm-hmm. He came down. I was in the minors in Indy, and in 1990, we won the Cup together. As Pangu came down for after uh, an injury that he had as well, so uh, we share also that uh, that championship together. Well, we don't like to be like your former coach and pull our guests too soon, but we really appreciate the time taken for us on this Tuesday evening. And uh, best of luck the rest of the way. It's really cool to see Marc-Andre Fleury, no pun intended, flourish with the Blackhawks and Kevin Lankin and grow as well. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, guys. Jimmy, thanks. That's Jimmy Way, goaltending goaltending coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. As Marc-Andre Fleury will be honored for his 500th win before tomorrow night's game against the Washington Capitals from the United Center. We've got more to get to. We've got big news to get to, too. You don't want to miss this. It will be breaking news if you're just hearing about it for the first time, which I'm sure you are. Only fitting to come back from break with Cool in the gang, because we've got some big news, Chris. Celebrate? To celebrate? Big news to celebrate, good times to be had, and some really good times tomorrow because... Alex Ovechkin's going to be at the United Center? That is part of it. Oh. You know who else is going to be at the United Center tomorrow? Tell me. Tell everybody. Troy Murray is going to grace the airwaves once again tomorrow. Back in his normal spot, hanging out with John Wideman, breaking someone down had, the game. Someone had to reel Wideman in again. You know, it's just <laughs> getting out of control, so we had to bring Troy back to uh, make sure uh, John stays in his seat. He always stands for the call anyway, That's though, true. Right? That's true. Well, he's going to be standing now the entire game, maybe even before and after, too. But, my goodness, so, so great to hear, so, so great to say. Troy telling us before the show tonight, and... Giving us the honor of breaking the news. Right. I, I felt so cool. 
So thank you, Troy, for making me feel cool. And uh, my goodness, it's going to be absolutely amazing to see him back at the United Center. Fans are going to be able to hear him break down the game once again. And uh, it should be another good one, too, with the Blackhawks and the Capitals, a team that they took down earlier. But, uh, man, we've seen Troy twice at the United Center now. And uh, both times have been fantastic, but this will be even better because he's going to be where he's supposed to be. Get him back to work already. Yeah, you know? right. Come on. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be wonderful to hear Troy. Uh, once again, everyone who's filled in has done uh, an outstanding job and, and brings their own game to the table, brings their own special qualities to the table. But there's, uh, I think everyone will agree, uh, there's, there's nothing like having Troy there breaking things down, hearing his voice once again. And uh, uh, he's continuing treatments to try and beat this thing, but he's feeling uh, well enough uh, to give it a go tomorrow night. So hopefully there will be many more to come. But for the here and now, we have Alex Ovechkin in the house. We have the Washington Capitals in the house, probably looking for a little revenge after the way the Hawks beat them in a shootout a couple of weeks ago in D.C. And most importantly, Troy Murray will be back in the house and back on the airwaves, too. It'll be a really good day at the United Center. Again, the Blackhawks will be honoring Marc-Andre Fleury for his 500th win. And uh, more importantly, and well, not more importantly than the Troy news, more importantly for this team moving forward, that you know they can take some of this momentum that they've had on the road and I mean, the next, it was supposed to be the next six out of the seven games were going to be at home. Now it's going to be five out of the six with Calgary's game being postponed. But an opportunity to get a little rhythm here, maybe get some momentum going with that offense, like we talked about before, a couple of guys getting off the schneid scoring over the last week. Uh, but more, I mean, you're just really seeing this team start to play more complete games. I know you're absolutely right with the first 20 minutes against Toronto, uh, especially with avoidable mistakes like the penalties that were being made but but to see the adjustments made and to see things getting fixed after that first period that that's a great sign to see and playing right with a very talented high-powered high-octane Toronto offense and yes giving them all they could handle so um, yes the result wasn't what you wanted that on that bad bounce that we were talking about with Jimmy and uh, so they've been sitting on this a couple of extra days they were supposed to play Calgary last night but uh, this team just five six and one at home so far this season and uh, what five of the next six are at home at the United Center, a chance to really get back on track and, and really important, not only for Washington, but you have Nashville coming in, one of mm-hmm. those teams in front of them in the standings. Then they go to Dallas, another team ahead of them in the standings. If they're going to start chipping away at this, it's a real important week, a real important couple of weeks here before the uh, the holiday break, because then you got Dallas coming back to the United Center uh, a week from Thursday. Uh, they'll also host the Florida Panthers coming up next week, so having five of the next six at home and, and continuing this momentum getting things straightened out if they're going to start chipping away in the standings here and give themselves any realistic chance of getting back into this race. This is a pretty important time. Again, if you missed the news, Troy Murray's going to be returning to the airwaves tomorrow night as the Blackhawks take on the Washington Capitals. Seeing some uh, texts from the 779-773, very happy. We're all happy as well as the Hawks and Capitals will face off from the United Center tomorrow. That's going to do it for Blackhawks Live. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. We will talk to you next week. David Jennings is standing by with the news on 720 WGN.